Welcome to Exhibition, an Xbox podcast, episode number 62. My name is Samuel Adams, and this is a weekly show dedicated entirely to the world of Xbox, bringing you everything you need to know to keep yourself in the loop. So if you enjoy what you see or what you hear, hit that subscribe button on YouTube, add the show to your podcast feed of choice, and get it delivered right to you each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, just like everybody who already subscribes got delivered to them last week, and I encourage you, if you have not already, go check out last week's show. I had Court Lalonde on from Xbox A and Carpool Gaming, who had a fantastic conversation with me about pretty much all things Xbox, what we're excited for, the games we're playing, the state of the console, the state of Halo Infinite, lots of good little nuggets in that show, and again, Court, if you're watching, man, Thank you so much for taking time out of your week to sit down and chat with me. Also, before we get into the news and topics of today, I did want to wish a happy birthday to Sean Capri, who celebrated last week. I was lucky enough to be included in a little celebratory video over on Carpool Gaming. So once again, shout out to you, my friend. But we have a packed show today to dig into. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. We have seen a lot of games get delayed over the course of the last few years, and unfortunately this week, the story did not change. More games seem to be having a rough time making it to market, the first of which is the new Gollum game from Daedalic Entertainment, The Lord of the Rings Gollum. According to a Twitter post, they write, First of all, we would like to thank all of you for your patience and support so far. Over the last years, our team has been working hard to bring you a remarkable story in a breathtaking world filled with magic and wonder. We are dedicated to meeting our community's expectations and uncovering the untold story of Gollum in a way that honors the vision of J.R.R. Tolkien. That being said, in order to deliver the best possible experience, we have decided to push the release of The Lord of the Rings Gollum by a few months. We will update you with an exact timing in the near future. We are grateful for our passionate community, and we cannot wait to share this unique adventure with you soon. End quote. So, once again, a big game from fall 2022 has been delayed, but quite frankly, after the debut during a PlayStation event a few weeks ago, this game was not ready for prime time. And honestly, I'm hesitant to say that it will be ready for prime time in a few months. Uh, we will see when the final release date ends up actually getting announced, but judging off of the gameplay... I consider this to be a poor use of the Lord of the Rings IP. The game looks horrendous, in my opinion. Uh, and on top of that, the gameplay itself seems fine, but it's a basic puzzle platformer. That's pretty much what I got from it. Uh, and so it's unfortunate to see that Gollum is not really going to be meeting fans' expectations, in my opinion. I think a lot of people had negative feedback to share after that gameplay debut. So my hope is that by taking a few additional months, they can put a fresh coat of paint on this thing, they can really optimize it as well as they can, and hopefully it will launch in a way that at least honors what the Lord of the Rings has come to be known as, and that is this legendary mystical world. That's what I think we all want. Now, what I will also say is that I think it would do this game good to pull a Prince of Persia remake and just disappear for a year or two and then come back fresh 
But I also understand that this is more so a part of the marketing machine for Amazon's new movie slash show that's coming out. Excuse me. It's a show called The Rings of Power, as reported on here by The Verge, and that is going to be launching on September the 2nd. So this game was originally set to launch on September the 1st, so it would have just been a cross-promotional multimedia kind of approach, which would have been great for both the show and the game itself, but it's much better to have a good show followed by a good game a few months later than a good show whose reputation potentially gets tarnished by a bad video game. I think that's something that we saw a lot of in the mid-2000s when, for instance, a new Spider-Man movie might come out followed by a Spider-Man game or something along those lines. So, I'm not trying to talk shit about Spider-Man 2, by the way. That game kicks ass. Uh, but uh, it is going to get delayed. The Lord of the Rings Gollum is probably going to come out in Q1 of 2023. But by no means was that the biggest piece of news this week, because Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic's remake is in serious trouble and delayed indefinitely. The original story comes from Bloomberg, but this is reporting from Eurogamer.net's Wesley Ginpool, who writes that Bloomberg said developer Aspire fired the game's art director and design director this month and told the staff the hotly anticipated remake is on pause. The dramatic decision comes after Aspire, which has been working on the game for three years, demoed a vertical slice to Lucasfilm and publisher Sony at the end of June. Apparently, Aspire bosses told staff this demo was not where they wanted it to be. Aspire and parent company Embracer have yet to comment. What went wrong? Bloomberg said a disproportionate amount of time and money went into the demo and the project was not sustainable. Aspire targeted a late 2022 launch for KOTOR's remake, but a more realistic target would have been 2025. What happens next? Aspire is scrambling to find a new project, Bloomberg said, and Saber Interactive, which is also part of Embracer's all-encompassing umbrella of developers and have been drafted on to help in May, may assume direct control. During its fourth quarter report, Embracer board member Matthew Karch told the KOTOR remake, or excuse me, called the KOTOR remake a massive product, saying, Aspire has gone full in to make this the best game they can make. When we acquired Aspire, we knew from the start that they would require our assistance, and Sabre has tremendous experience in creating these types of products. We are fully confident the game is going to be fantastic, but it's a massive, massive product, and massive products require a lot of effort and a lot of time to make good. And especially when you're talking about a game already old, very old, we basically had to remake that game from scratch, he continued, before assuring we would hear more about the game in the next several months. So, of course, this is a timed PlayStation and PC exclusive, so Xbox will get it eventually. Of course, looking at you, Final Fantasy VII Remake, but eventually Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic will come to Xbox, and that timeline is just delayed even further because of what we're seeing here with the original launch of the game. I'm confused on this one a little bit because based on the debut that we saw during the PlayStation event earlier this year... It seemed to me that the impression was that this was going to be a full remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic from the ground up uh, in the same way that we've seen many games get that style of treatment. That seems to contradict what has been said now where we now have this it's difficult to make this game look good now because we have basically had to rebuild it from scratch. I was under the impression and again not a game developer uh, but that's kind of what you were trying to do is bring forward this great story to a new generation through this new appearance kind of thing. I digress about the game itself. 
It's very unfortunate to hear. Of course, you never like to hear something like KOTOR, which was a huge part of the original Xbox's launch, uh, face development issues as it's trying to kind of come back into the limelight in a big way now. So it's also interesting to hear that this was planned for late 2022. This would have been a massive, massive holiday release for PlayStation, and that has since been taken away. So who knows when we might be seeing this one. This could pull a Beyond Good and Evil 2 and become a game that many, many people want, uh, but that may never see the light of day. You know, if we really want to look at the worst possible case scenario, personally, I'm thinking 2024 sounds kind of reasonable, uh, and that'll be here before we know it, but certainly not going to be a 2022 release by any stretch of the imagination. Jumping over to the next story that comes from Sacred Symbols, a PlayStation podcast, and is being reported on by Video Games Chronicle, the next Tomb Raider could have Lara Croft leading a team of Tomb Raiders. Now, if you're anything like me, that sounds like a multiplayer game. And if you're anything like me, you might be thinking, why are we having a multiplayer Tomb Raider game? And to that I say, I don't know, because that's weird. But this is just a script, so let's go ahead and get into the story. Plenty of time to change, plenty of time to change. They write, the next Tomb Raider game could feature an experienced Lara Croft teaming up with a team of Tomb Raiders. That's according to a script allegedly being used to cast the game's, un excuse me, the unrevealed game's actors, which was obtained and shared by Sacred Symbols. According to the alleged script, the next Tomb Raider is internally known as Project Jawbreaker and is described as an action-adventure game set in a modern-day world rocked by a mysterious cataclysm. According to the alleged casting notes for Laura, the project is looking to cast an authentic British actress in her mid-30s in the prototype of Emily Blunt or Rosamund Pike, and the role will involve romantic scenes with another female character. Lara Croft is now at the top of her game, the alleged script reads, Gone are the days of the young, inexperienced women dealing with matters of legacy and familial reckoning. I think that's supposed to say woman because there's only one Lara Croft, uh, until this game comes out, apparently. Uh, Lara has to let go of her childhood and fully embrace the life of an adventurer. Her legendary career has been lauded and printed in tabloids, tall tales of adventure that have inspired a new generation of Tomb Raiders to seek their fortunes in the world. With this new phase of her life, Lara fully accepts her place among the ruins. For many years, Lara plunged the depths of forgotten places, played cat and mouse with many nefarious opponents, and worked to uncover preserve, and protect the lost secrets of the world, lest they fall into the wrong hands. The script then describes what appears to be a team set up for the new Tomb Raider, which could see multiple characters involved in the core gameplay. Additional Tomb Raiders have speaking roles in the alleged script, including characters Devendra and Tanvi. As the years have passed, Lara has become lonely at the top. The story synopsis continues. The beginning of this next chapter presents Lara with a quintessentially adult problem, facing something too big to handle alone. On this new adventure, Lara will encounter a challenge she can only overcome with a team at her side. Collaboration is foreign to her. She's always succeeded alone, so this situation, so in this situation, rather, she is a fish out of water. Uh, so Crystal Dynamics has talked up the next Tomb Raider game, saying it's going to be a visual centerpiece, one of those benchmark generational games. Uh, but this is more so a general update. And who knows how in stone this script is? Who knows how in stone a potential multiplayer component is? And my question, if this does end up being something of a co-op experience, is this going to be something that if I choose not to play co-op, 
is accessible in the same way Uncharted 2 is, where you might have specific chunks that have companions, but they aren't really, you know, controlled by anyone else. Is the AI going to be good enough just to put characters in the place of friends playing, or is this going to be a Back for Blood style setup or a Left for Dead setup where we have to go raid tombs together? I hope that it is certainly the former rather than the latter. And even if the script calls out the point of Laura is traditionally a, a single one woman show, this is something that she's not used to. Yeah, because this is a single player game. Just my two cents there, but. Uh, kind of the way I see it. So uh, time will tell if this is in fact going to be the case with the next Tomb Raider game, but I guarantee it's going to look good uh, just because it is running an Unreal Engine 5. It is going to be taking full advantage of this next generation hardware we have. Should be a very good looking game, but this script just makes me question if the gameplay is going to really hit in the same way that I think we saw with Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Those were good games. I don't know about this one. We'll see. We talked about delays at the beginning of the show, but now let's talk about a game that is going to be launching soon, and that is Grounded, which has locked in a September 27th release date for the 1.0 launch on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. This is a pretty big deal. Now, if you don't know what Grounded is, it's from Obsidian Entertainment, and this is the game where it's effectively Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the game, where you play as a small group of children, or I should say a group of small children. They're kids that have been shrunk down and they're now exploring the backyard and it's this giant open world where you effectively just go out there fight big bugs and find new adventures to experience very cool game here and 10 million players have already checked it out that number has grown exponentially i am sure since the xbox and bethesda game showcase earlier this year but very big deal because this is a small additional notch on the belt of the Xbox holiday release season. Is Grounded, no pun intended, the biggest game in the world? No, not by any stretch. Is it the biggest game in the Xbox catalog? Not in the slightest. But people have enjoyed it over the last few years. I personally have not played it since the launch into early access a couple of years ago, so there is tons of new content for me to explore, and this is, of course, a Game Pass game. That's going to be a big win, and more people are going to dive in and check out that additional content. I think it's also a great game to experience with friends. I think that's really where the game shines. I know that Colt Eastwood, a big part of the Xbox community, uh, plays with his son on a regular basis. So if you have family that may be interested, this is a great way to engage them and play some games together. Uh, but this is the type of stuff that I think really exemplifies what benefit Xbox brings when they acquire studios. Uh, uh, because with Obsidian, it's possible this could have been completely and totally funded independently. They can do anything that they put their mind to, that type of thing. But Xbox is encouraging this experimentation. Uh, and this is a big part of the fall marketing cycle. This was a big chunk of the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase. I shouldn't say big chunk, but it took a big part of the spotlight momentarily. Uh, and so it's clear they value these type of experimental projects where is this avowed? No, that's also in the works. But is this uh, a new Skyrim Elder Scrolls spinoff once again? No, no, it's not that either. Is this a Fallout New Vegas 2? Nope, nope, it's not that. This is a game where you play as kids fighting bugs. 
and Xbox is like, go for it. Make that a thing. I like that. I like the experimentation. I like the freedom. I think that that's where you find innovation. And so it's cool to see Grounded finally getting its 1.0 release. So mark your calendars. September the 27th is going to be the day to play. To round out today's show, I've got three stories that are going to impact your Xbox experience in the weeks ahead. The first of which is an improved startup time. The second of which is a spotlight sale. And the third of which are your new games with gold for the month of August. But first, the Xbox Series X and S is going to be booting up a little bit faster thanks to a new animation from the team, cutting the boot up time from roughly 9 seconds all the way down to about 4 seconds. This is mainly going to impact those consoles in energy saver mode because they boot up more frequently, uh, but also drastically cut down on the amount of energy used. So it's a great way to, you know, keep it green if you are playing in the world of Xbox, pun exponentially intended on that one. But the shorter animation, while it might not sound impactful to the overall experience, could make a difference for some people. I mean, when you're talking about 10 seconds versus 5, that's a long time if you're just sitting there staring at your console waiting for it to get going. So cool little benefit here. And I think the key here is that they are trying to improve every aspect of the experience. And GameSpot.com points out that the PS5 takes around 20 seconds to boot up from cold all the way to the start screen. So comparisons do matter in that kind of way. Now, is this something that's going to be a monumental revolution for your Xbox gameplay experience? Probably not, but it is a nice touch if I am going to call it what it is. Uh, But the good news is when you're booting up your console, you'll have new games to boot up to because the Summer Spotlight 2022 is here, and this is a pretty great opportunity to get a good deal on games you might already be buying. This news comes from the Xbox Wire's Chrissy Wendelant, who writes, Summer Spotlight 2022 has officially kicked off, and we're excited to bring you a ton of games every week for the next six weeks. More than 75 new games will launch on Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One between July 26th and September the 5th. And like prior years, you'll also be rewarded for buying Summer Spotlight games. Spend $50 on eligible games and movies to receive 5,000 Microsoft Rewards points. In addition to the games, we are including several movies and TV titles in the collection each week that are eligible for the promotion. To kick things off, here's a sneak peek at some of the exciting Summer Spotlight games coming your way to get you pumped for a fantastic season of gaming. Now, they mentioned Multiverses, Capcom Arcade Stadium 2, RimWorld Console Edition, which is a big one that I know the team at Windows Central has been playing this week, Two Point Campus as well, Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, Cult of the Lamb, very excited for that one myself and you also have tiny can as well so if you have games that are on your radar you can check them out you can save some cash and of course you save that cash by getting an xbox gift card rewarded to you A couple of them that I have my eye on that are included in the Summer Spotlight landing page on the store itself. RimWorld, I definitely have my eye on. Additionally, 80s Overdrive looks like uh, OutRun in the best possible way, and that's only 10 bucks. Now, you also have a couple of games here that are included, uh, like Escape Academy within Game Pass. So keep your eyes peeled. Power Wash Simulator is also up there. You don't want to rebuy something that you might already have access to, uh, but if you do want to buy some new games and you were going to buy them anyway, by all means, it's a great way to spend 50 bucks uh, and you get a little bit back through that Microsoft Rewards points. Uh, so, 
keep that on your radar. But if you want games that are completely free to you, if you have the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Sub or Games with Gold, shockingly, we have a decent month for Games with Gold for the month of August with $53.96 in value, so not blowing my mind, but $3,400 in gamer score. We have Calico, Scourgebringer, Saints Row 2, and Monaco. Decent lineup. So again, Calico is going to be available from the uh, 1st of August to the 31st. Scourgebringer is available August 16th to September the 15th. Saints Row the 2nd. I almost said Saints Row the 3rd, but Saints Row 2 is available August 1st to the 15th. And Monaco, What's Yours is Mine, is available August 16th through the 31st. Two that you need to keep your eye on are Scourgebringer and Saints Row 2. I'm not going to talk about Saints Row 2. We know what it is. It's over-the-top Grand Theft Auto. But Scourgebringer, slash your way through a post-apocalyptic world as Kira, the deadliest warrior of your clan. Explore the fast-paced roguelite platformer Scourgebringer. Attack your enemies and bosses. They guard the secrets of the Scourge. The ever-changing dungeon holds mysteries and mementos of past explorers that can help you move forward and perhaps redeem all of humanity. I've heard great things about this game, so certainly dive in, check that one out, redeem these games. And again, the Xbox 360 games with gold are going to be winding down soon, so you might as well redeem them while you can. But that rounds out this week's episode of Exhibition, an Xbox podcast. If you enjoy the show and you're new here, be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or add the show to your podcast feed. But on top of that, I'm making videos throughout the week on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Head over to each of those platforms, drop me a follow. Pretty happy with the stuff we've been putting out recently, and I've got a great video coming next week for a new collector's edition item that I did pick up online Cool stuff. Very excited for that package to arrive and to share with you all in a little unboxing. But that'll have to wait until next week. Again, thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you next time. And remember, keep on playing.